Seven Run. I want to just say Merry Christmas to you. And um, I want to say in the midst of all of the things that are going on, in the midst of all of the hard and and the long season that COVID has become, there's a light that's come into the world that, that still changes everything. So this Christmas season, maybe above all Christmas seasons, when many of us are not going to be able to be with families, it's going to be uh, different. Many of us are just plain tired of COVID. I still walk out of my truck half the time without my mask as though life were normal. And, and then I end up turning around and going, oh yes, COVID. And I grab my mask and I walk in. And, and it's just this continual reminder um, of the world that I live in. And so I really want you this Christmas season to let faith rise in your heart and, and to trust Jesus in a way that makes a real and practical difference because we're going to leave the dark. We're not going to live in it. We're going to leave it. We're going to light the night. That's, that's our call for life. It's our call for 2021. It's our privilege for the rest of, of our lives. So, so in Christ, I want to thank you for being here this morning. And, and those of you on Facebook and, and YouTube, whatever platform you're watching on, engage with us. Let us know you're here Keep engaged, make it a habit to worship together online and, and to interact and let people know you're here. Reach out in some form or fashion. Don't stay isolated. Don't stay separated. Connect and, and, and jump online, you know, and become a part. Don't stay alone. Our, our small groups, our campfires, there's so many opportunities, Christmas Eve services for you to leave the dark and, and discover that through Christ, you can light the night in astonishing ways. Now, life-changing salvation is a movement in three acts. We see the dark, we leave the dark, and then we light the night. That's the movement. We have to, first of all, see the dark, and, and mostly we do this through, through grace in pain. We feel some pain, but we also know that there's a possibility of something different, and that's the grace of God at work. And so if you look at what the cross revealed, you can see the darkness of this world. Love was born into the world. Jesus never sinned, never hurt anybody. And how did we respond to the love of God? We nailed it. That's darkness. And then we leave the dark when we see it, and we, and we sense a grace that, that is more than the dark. We we have faith in Christ and realize that, that a rescuer has come and that there is hope. I don't have to work my way out of this. I can, I can look to Jesus and believe in him and allow him to come into my life and work in my life and through my life. And now I can look at the tomb and, and see what it reveals, that, that love can't be beaten that love rose again, that it is powerful, unstoppable. Uh, it, is, it is more than real world. It has overcome the world. Uh, it isn't soft and, and merely sentimental. It is, it is death-defying, this love. And so the power to leave the dark has been proven as Christ left hell and rose again on the third day. And then we light the night. We put love in action. When we, we imagine Jesus and all that he dreamed of doing through each one of us as we become his light in this, this dark world. So I want to share with you this morning that when we leave the dark, we become the light. 
And there is this false movement in Christianity that, that wants to say that I can have salvation without being changed. This is not about earning. This is, this is, this is the connection between diving into the pool and being wet. This is the connection between allowing Jesus Christ into our lives and, and then living Christ. If he's in us, he lives through us. And when we leave the dark, we haven't just left the dark because there's only light outside the dark. When we leave the dark, we become the light. The reality of our world, the reality of COVID, the reality of lost politics. And I, I just want to say, obviously, I believe in democracy and I love our country. I love this grand and beautiful experiment of cooperation and trust. But I'm telling you that you cannot live with your faith in human politics. And nor can you live as a believer being overcome with fear and anxiety and, and the, the you know, whispers and, and intrigues of, of humanity in all of its darkness. You can't live like that. You gotta leave this dark. And, and, and this whole world is in the dark. That's our reality. It's covered in total spiritual darkness. Our passage, this uh, series has been Isaiah 60 verses 1 and 2. And verse 2 says, see, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over all of the people. Thick darkness, a mind-confusing, um, reality-warping, lie-enhancing darkness. Deception is our, our native soil. It's what we grow in until we allow Jesus to replant us in love. Isaiah 9.2 says, The people walking through life in darkness have seen a great light. That is Christmas. That is the birth of Christ. That is the angel's glory over the shepherds. It is the glory over each one of us in Christ. Those living in the land of deep darkness, the Hebrew again is death shadows. The reality of our world, it's not fixable on our own. It is death shadows. It is a creeping cancer. It is a suffocating uh, toxic gas that we're all breathing that slowly kills us. But over all this, a light has shined. All of our pain comes from all this dark. And into this darkness, Isaiah 9, 6 says a child was born. A child! What a crazy response to all of the brokenness and all of the ugliness and all of the, the, the crime and, and the sin of this world. God responded with a child. And to us, a child is born, not to somebody else. To you, a son has been given and the government of your life can be on his shoulders. And you can change. You can leave your sadness and your dark and you can rise up and recognize that, that you can call him wonderful, that he can be your counselor, that, that he can be strong to you. He can be a mighty God and, and he can be your everlasting father. And, and instead of living in fear and anxiety and with your identity in some human political party, it can be in the Prince of Peace. Who is this son born to you in this darkness world? Jesus, the Jesus who declared boldly and truthfully in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. 
And whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, not just with them, but in them. And so when we leave the dark, the scripture says that that the light of the glory of God shines on us. And not only are we walking on light, we are walking as light. We become his light. When we leave the dark, we become the light. That's the glory of our our salvation, that life-changing salvation results in world-changing service, that that our movement of faith, a fierce, actional faith, that movement of faith changes us, and it, it doesn't just, you know, buy us a life insurance policy. It moves us from the kingdom of darkness and the realm of thinking darkness to the kingdom of light and the realm of thinking and becoming light, acting as the light of God in a broken world. Ephesians 5, 8 says, for at one time you were darkness. Well, ouch, that's offensive. Question is, is it true? And in your ego, will you deny your sin and the darkness that you and I love? Or will you own it and admit it? I'm raising my hand. I I was darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. In Christ Jesus, when you left the dark, when you saw it for all the ugliness that it was, when you glimpsed the light of Christ and you moved towards him in faith because he moved towards you in love, you were, you were infused with light. You were inhabited. You were reborn. You were, you were changed and transformed and Christ came to live inside of you. And now you are light, Ephesians 5, 8 says. So walk as children of the light. When we leave the light, we become, when we leave the dark, we become the light. So now we get to live in this world, not in its fear and anxiety and its values and its parties and and its, its insanities and its addictions. We now live in the light of of our Savior Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2 9 says, But you, and you need to hear that, you. In spite of all that that you've done and I've done, in spite of all of our our failures and our our fears, our shame and our our whatever, in Christ we are transformed, forgiven, made whole. And so now he says this, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession. You are someone God wants. He wants you to be his. He wants you to be his little girl. He wants you to be his son. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're not just saved to sit. You're saved to serve. That your whole life is a declaration of the light and the glory of Christ. Not in some self-righteous judgmentalism on other people. But in the beauty of agape love lived to other undeserving people, you become the excellency of his light. Second Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God who said, let light shine out of darkness. This is an echo of Genesis chapter 1 and, and the beginning of it all. Because darkness began and sin redarked the world. And now Christ has, has relit it in, in love. But the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So when we leave the dark, we become the light. And, and that dark uh, 
is shattered and that light has been reborn and now the light shines in our hearts and we now give that same light to other people in the dark in the glory of God in the face of Christ. John 1.5 says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It can't. So you may be feeling very hopeless. You, you may be believing Satan's lies that there's no hope for you. There's no hope for this world that you can't change. You've tried and failed. Well, blah, 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 blah. Forget the lies. Forget the dark. Look to Jesus. And do you see in Christ any criticism? Do you see in the, in the cross any limits to his love? Do you, do you see in the resurrection any flaws in his plan and, and power to redeem your life? You can rise up. You can leave your dark. You don't have to stay in your addiction. You don't have to stay in your sadness. So here's what I want you to do today. I want you to leave the sad of your dark. And I want you to be the joy of God's light in this world. And it is a big ask. It is a bold ask. It is life-changing. It is counterintuitive. It's countercultural. It's going to cost you everything you have. But if you will hear this for all of eternity, you will rejoice. And when you stand before God, he's going to look at you and he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And when you stand before God, you're going to hear the holy angels praising God and, and, and giving him glory because of your faith, because you stood against the dark. You didn't just go with the flow. You didn't just live down and die in your sadness. You didn't just give up. You rose up. And as the scripture says, arise and shine for your light has come in Isaiah 62. Arise, shine. Hundreds of years ago before Christ ever came, the, the prophecy was given that we could rise with him and that we could shine in him and because of him. We can turn. We can change. You can succeed eternally bigger than you've ever imagined. You can have an impact in this dark world in a way that will echo through all of eternity. You can be light in your own house. You, you can break the generational cycle of, of, of anger and hatred and, and indifference and pain and violence. You can be the fire that begins to burn brightly that other family members begin to see and they turn to Jesus. In my family, one person accepted Christ and through the years, Everyone in our family, my, our, our, my you know, immediate family of origin, they all accepted Jesus because one person left the dark and became the light. Acts 26, uh, verse 17 and 18 is, is the commissioning of what, what Christ said to Paul and what he's saying to, to all of us as well. I'm sending you to them to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to, Satan to the power of God, that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and be free, and that they may find a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. You are called to leave your sadness and, and be the light of Christ, that other people can leave their darkness and their sadness and, and be the light of Christ all through the forgiveness of 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 his blood on the cross, all through faith. And maybe what's missing this year in your life right now is just faith. Maybe you have knowledge, but you're not believing. 
maybe you're being mamby-pamby about, about your, your, your heart and, and your, your you know, just decision to trust God. So maybe, just maybe what you need to do is decide whether or not you're going to believe. And maybe you just need to decide, buck up and rise up and just decide you're going to leave the dark. You're not going to play with it anymore. You're not going to walk around it and be a victim anymore. You're not going to victimize other people. You're not going to let anger rule in your life. You've seen the light of the Prince of Peace, and now that peace is in you. And you're going to live with courage, with a fierce faith, with a laser focus, and the issue in your life is not going to be what people did to you. Wow, 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 this person hurt me. This, this church member, they looked at me funny. Who cares what people do? They can't. They can't kill you because you're going to live forever. That's what Jesus said. Do not be afraid of what men can do to you. Rather, fear what God can do. The call of God is to have a a lifelong, life-changing faith in Christ that, that transforms you into a servant in your own home first and then into the world. You become light. So leave the sad of your dark. And be the joy of God's uh, light. It, it, it's, it's, it's just through faith. Matthew 17, 19 is, is the answer that I gave a little girl when I was, I think, 16 and, and just new in my faith. I, I was just coming to Christ. I was a confused, angry little kid, lost in the world. Um, literally, I was rudderless and anchorless, and I and I... And I dared to believe in Jesus through the witness of some friends who were light to me. And I began to follow him. And in just a short while, uh, they were short for kids camp. And I find myself a counselor at camp. And there's this little girl at the invitation after one of the evening messages at Falls Creek in Oklahoma. And, and I'm a counselor and, and, and I shouldn't have been. And, and this little girl comes up to all, you know, we're all at the front receiving people who want to, you know, explore Jesus. And she comes up to me and she looks at me and she's just weeping and she's crying. And I'm going, Lord, oh, I don't know. I, I know nothing. What, what, do I, what do I do? And she looked at me with tears in her eyes. This was so deep. Don't ever downplay the pain of a child and, oh, they're just a kid. No, that's, that's, so dismissive that's so wrong this is a this is a life under god and she looked up at me and she said i i don't know if i have enough faith i don't know that i can be saved she said how much faith does it take <laughs> i i i don't know i've just i haven't even read all the bible yet i'm still going through things and and i'm still hearing things for the first time and and i just bowed my head and just prayed and i just left this little girl staring up at me as i'm praying and i'm saying lord what do i say to her and after what seemed like an eternity probably was 10 seconds of awkward silence the whisper of god came back this way all it takes is all you've got and i looked at the little girl opened my eyes and i said all it takes is all you've got and immediately the clouds just parted and the joy came into her face and, and she accepted Jesus. I'm looking forward to, to, to meeting her again and talking with her about that moment. But God was teaching me as much as teaching her. 
this COVID season, this season of your life, this this season where maybe you've fallen down so many times you don't think you can ever get up get get up again. You 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 don't really think that things can be better. You had dreams maybe at one point in your life, but they're dead now. They're they're beat down. You you had hopes at one point in, in your life, but but those hopes have have gone down the drains. You've just you've just stopped believing. Let me let me just tell you how much faith it takes to completely revolutionize your world and and light the night for everybody around you. In Matthew 17, 19, the disciples asked this one question, why couldn't we? And really it's the same question that I just framed. Why can't I? And Jesus replied, because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed and say to this mountain, move from here to there, it will move and nothing will be impossible to you. So you and I have a choice. We can live in our self-pity and our blame and our excuses and our anger and our sadness and, and every shade of darkness that, that we can create in our own little miserable heads. Or Jesus. Or Bethlehem. Or arise and shine. And believe that your light has come. That the glory of the Lord has shone upon you. Or change. I am the light of the world, Jesus said. What does that mean to you? If it doesn't mean everything, then it really doesn't mean much of anything. Whoever follows me, man, that's faith. That is a life-changing choice. It changes my words, it changes my actions, it changes my attitudes, it changes my courage, it changes how I handle fear, it changes my dreams, it changes my actions and movements towards other people, it changes everything. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, sadness, brokenness, hopelessness, despair, fearfulness, No, that's not you. But you'll have the light of life. In one of the greatest acts of inclusion and grace in all of the universe and human history, here's what the light of the world said about you and about I in Matthew 5.14. You are the light of the world. I'm here in this dark world. In contrast to my love, can can you see the dark? I'm here for you. Will you leave the dark? I'm here to live inside of you. Will you let me? Because you see, I'm the light of the world. When I live inside of you, then you're the light of the world. And so... Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Life-changing salvation always results in world-changing service, in agape love that is selfless and different and and remarkable and notable and and heart-melting and Christ-inviting. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Jesus didn't save you to sit. 
Jesus didn't save you so that you could watch other people be, be Christians. You're no less called to the front lines than any celebrity Christian, any pastor. Those guys aren't the point. It's not about them. It's not about me. It's about Christ in you, the hope of glory. You were called to be that city on a hill so that your family could see love and find joy. You were called to to go to work where people are grumbling and complaining and harsh and hard, and you were to be the love of Jesus there and light that, that, that office. And then you were to look around in the world to see people who you don't even know yet, you're not near, and then you were to go out of your way. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. He left heaven and went to earth and was always going from place to place to find new people who needed to know that they are loved and lovable. No, when you, when you light a lamp, you put it on a stand, it gives light to everybody in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you can be in Christ? You're the light of the world. And it's time, it's time you start shining. It's time to rise up. It's time to leave the dark, to leave the crippling sadness of it all. And to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and scorned its shame and sat down at the right hand of God. And we fix our eyes on that Jesus with the grain, the faith the size of a mustard seed, and we change the world. We move mountains. We are unstoppable. Folks, I'm telling you, either, either we live that kind of a gospel, or I say we, 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 we chuck it and fooling ourselves, that we mean anything that we say. Our call for the future is glorious. It is light. It is hopeful. It is world-changing. And you and I, we need to rise up and we need to to leave the sad of our dark and, and become the joy of God's light. So here's what I want to ask you to hear from God one last time this Christmas season that it may echo in your heart forever, that it may reverberate in in world-shattering light for the rest of eternity for everybody around you. Arise and shine, for in Christ your light has come. And the glory of the Lord, the beautiful, unimaginable, limitless glory of the Lord is rising upon you now. In this moment, darkness may cover the earth and and thick darkness be over all the rest of the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory is appearing over you. Can you see it? Will you leave the dark behind for good? And will you be the light of the world in a million creative ways in your home, in your office, in your school, and in this broken dark world in such a way that that hell is afraid and heaven is rejoicing because you let Jesus shine in you. That is salvation and anything less is deception. Merry Christmas. I look forward to living the light of Christ through the rest of 2020 and and to restarting 2021 in world-changing ways with you. And I am inspired 
of what God has done and is going to do through your faith.